Welcome to the Brew Talk Podcast. This is Albert along with Ed and German. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Today we have a very special guest. Ed, if you do the honors of introducing our special guest, please. There we go. So today we have my other brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have Pablo Morga. Uh, so you got two brother-in-laws in this show. How does that feel? Honestly, I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool? Yeah, the brothers are here. Nice. We're all the brothers. And German. And German. <laughs> nice. Um, well, thanks again, uh, Pablo, for stopping by and uh, taking time out of, out of your baby. He's just had a newborn. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's pretty cool that you guys uh, gave me this platform. So hope to... Add to some value to the team here and hopefully have some good conversation. So Sweet. So, we normally begin the segment with what the best thing we've seen this week. And uh, what's the best thing you've seen this week, man? So, uh, past couple of years I've been living out of, uh, out, of the, out of town and, you know, I haven't been able to meet, you know, with family when you have certain events. And it was my dad's birthday this Thursday. So, for, you know two years I was actually able to come and spend it with him because normally nice. I'd come down on the weekend and then we'd celebrate but being able to be with him so that was probably the best thing this week for me well happy birthday to your dad man yeah shout out to my dad shout out to Pablo Morga Sr yes Sr that's right <laughs> best thing I've seen this week I my sister had her baby so I got to meet my my other nephew so mm-hmm. I know I have two nephews so that was pretty pretty exciting to see to see the baby Cool. to hold them so shout out to baby Micah nice shout out to baby Micah he's really cute by the way guys I've seen him the he's cheeks. adorable little cheeks man he's a big boy uh, best thing I saw this week will again be my Raiders sorry guys I know sorry bo- for what I know both of your teams lost this week so. bro gloat bro it's okay I do it gloat. I, I'm just not used to this it feels strange <laughs> I saw this picture of uh, you know Vegas. They had the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. in the in the in, on the strip. They had a big old Raider jersey. Look, it looked it looked cool, dude. Oh, they put it on the on the statue. <laughs> yeah, it looked oh, sick, cool. dude. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that town is loving sports, man. They did that um, when the Vegas uh, the hockey team, the Vegas Knights, mm-hmm. they when they were playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, they did the same thing, dude. So that's cool. That they're embracing sports all the way. Nice. That's good. Um, Best thing I saw this week. Um, so my so my family's in a transition period right now, where my family used to live in, and my parents and my siblings used to live in Asperia, and they used to live just over there in the middle of nowhere. And now uh, they're gonna buy they're gonna buy a house just where people are, where it's more <laughs> populated, and. So it's in a tra- we're in a transition stage, so we're living together again. So maybe the first we're getting adjusted, but the best thing I saw is just being able to be with my siblings and hang out with them. And uh, I think as a as a big brother, being the oldest, uh, just wanting to impart wisdom, wanting to to leave them in the right way. Uh, my little brother wanting to motivate him and. You know, toughen him up. Uh, so t- I took him yesterday to. He's gonna play soccer. Can he play soccer? I took him to go watch the team, and and, and so he's on the team now. So getting cool. seeing him excited to play, uh, 
that was the best thing I saw this week. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, um, Ed, you made the coffee of the week. I did. It was a... so it was basically like a caramel macchiato, but instead of caramel, I used honey. Honey macchiato. Yeah. It's it's not as sweet, but in a good way, I think. I, like caramel, like even when I would get a caramel macchiato, add less. It's just too much. But yeah, that's what I did. It's good stuff. I'm a fan. It was good. The coffee you used uh, was legit. So it was good. Sweet. Thumbs up. Cool. And the cookies. Cookies were good. Thanks, well, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo yeah. cookies were good. Yeah. Uh, not the best cookies, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> above average, we, we, we came to a consensus. Yeah, they were above yeah. average. Yeah. Um, so today we're having a discussion about stress, and what we wanted to do is just kind of talk about how we deal with it and how we manage it. And, you know, it's, at, at the end of the day, it sounds like we all go through it. So we wanted to cover that. Um, you know, we all experience stress, whether it's at work, whether it's at home. They're all, there's different reasons for the stress. And, um, you know, we're all affected by it. You, your actions affect your family as well, the way you react to it. So it's important to talk about it. And stress is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, stress back in the days, it was stress even now. I mean, it, it helps you react. If you're running late, you need to get there on time. You kind of tend to rush. Um, before, if you're going to get attacked by an animal, you know, you get the stress and you, you know, get defensive. Um, it, but stress looks different, you know, now in 2020 than it did before. And, I mean, how, how do you guys deal with stress? Do I deal with stress? Yeah, like what are what are things that are that you are affected by? I okay, so let's back up a little bit mm-hmm. before we like. So how is it good? So you were saying that it can be good. So how 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 does that happen? How, how does how is what is good stress? So good stress yeah. is there's a project due. Okay. And there's a deadline. Yeah. All right. So without that deadline, you're probably not going to be very proactive, right? Okay. You're going to be very laid back if yeah. you don't have a deadline. But the moment you put a deadline, there's a little bit of stress. Hey, it's due in two days. I need to plan accordingly. If mm. not, I'm not going to be able to get it done. So that's why why stress is good. Right. So the fact that you know it has to be done, that's, that's a form of a good stress. Yeah. Now, it gets bad. Um, I mean, it, it affects it affects your body, right? It affects you. Can, you can get heart disease from it. Um, people don't eat sometimes. Um, those are the ways that it can be bad. Mm, okay. So the way it pushes you to be productive. It's the good thing. Project, right? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay the bills. So the stress of maybe not having work, looking for work. Correct. That but, kind of stuff. Gotcha. Right. That's that's the good. You yeah. know. So before, you know, there's. A dinosaur attacking you, yeah. and you you got to react. Right. The stress is being it's good right there because you have mm. to react. Otherwise, you're gonna be oh oh there's a dinosaur dude, and you're gonna be gone. <laughs> you know right. you know you know. 
It's like an internal motivator, right? So right. Get you off the chair. Yeah. When did, when do you think it is shifted to going from stress is what keeps you alive to what it, modern stress what we have now? I mean, we have we have the office, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Not the show, <laughs> but I, I would say, you know, we do a lot of white collar jobs these days, or even blue collar. It's the same thing. At the end of the day, you're not you're not being attacked by anything, but you have all these deadlines. You're overwhelmed with work at times, and so when you your body reacts. You know, a certain way, and a lot of times you, your behavior changes. Right. Yeah. You would say what, like industrial revolution? That's when that stuff happened. I think so. Once you started making a lot of stuff, right? Prior to that, you kind of sounds like you kind of held your own within your your circle, family, or what have you. But as that started expanding, right, you have inventions and all that good stuff. Stress starts piling on. Yeah. Seems like the more advanced technology is, the higher the stress is. Seems to be. So I'm sure there's some correlation there. And yeah, and it's, it seems like the more stuff you want, the more stress also. Because yeah. before you were okay with your little house, your little, and now it's I want to have my main house, but I want to have my vacation home and this house that I use for profit, and then and like, the toys in yeah, between. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. so that's the stress to keep all these things afloat and available for yourself or your family and to piggyback to what you said the, the as technology grows so in 2020 we have these cell phones that oh, is huge. it's a computer right so a lot of these a lot of us don't work never stops yeah. you get your emails on your phone mm-hmm. oh this you didn't do this yeah oh you start thinking about it right this didn't happen tomorrow when I make that phone call my customers not gonna be very happy yeah. that that didn't get delivered on time so that starts to happen and um, it follows you everywhere you go you really can't leave work in 2020 I mean now work in this pandemic that we're living it's it's in your living room mm, yeah. you know so that that's also one of those factors as well yeah I think I think more than anything I think stress has is becoming less and less useful so what I mean by that is, is like as you guys were mentioning how like w- we had significant stressors like thinking about maybe there's a there's a bear coming, you gotta protect your home, like stuff that actually makes you go into action that becomes fruitful, as opposed to what I think you guys are all mentioning is like work, uh, your phone social media like you just start internalizing and try to think 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 so you are you are in turn taking action but it's not fruitful Mm, because your mind is going going and going like trying to figure stuff out as you as you were saying like trying to figure out financial things like i have my home i have this home for 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 financial gain aside like steady income like you're just thinking of so many things at the same time where yeah sure stress is helping you to do that 
but sometimes it can be harmful if you're doing too much at the same time i think that's where the shift was mm. so when it became not beneficial is when you had to do stress was in, it, it, stress was making you do more than you're even fit to do right. so stress that leads to things you need equals good stress produce for things you don't need right not good not healthy it, exactly yeah yeah that makes sense another example too is like during this pandemic i mean you watch the news all day and you hear about people being infected things closing down i mean that that's begins to stir your mind a little bit to where you know a hundred years ago that news the information of news couldn't travel as fast so you would not aw- you were not aware of what was going on across the world so now you were more aware it may not be may not be affecting you but you start to think how it's going to affect you when it does get to you oh, okay yeah you know yeah like also there's some serial killer in Oklahoma and now you're freaked out about something. <laughs> you're guy. freaking out that there's going to be one here <laughs> <laughs> when that news that piece of information would have never traveled to you right a hundred years ago right you would have heard it ten years later be like did you hear about the crazy guy correct right you, know, not, you, you would say that only happened in Oklahoma correct it wouldn't be so much like oh that's gonna happen mm. right here in my, in my backyard like it just feels so real when you hear it I think yeah. that's, that's one of the yeah. things yeah for sure yeah so Pablo you're a very calm guy very mellow calm cool and collected yeah um so that's one of the reasons we brought you on here we wanted to talk to you about this and your take on it and um i guess the question is what's the biggest stressor in your life oh man if you have several that's fine yeah i think i do have several but i mean just to address what you you you're you're discussing as far as me being cool calm and collected i think it has a lot to do with my upbringing right so i'm an only child as you guys may or may not know um so when i grew up my parents you know i didn't grow up rich or you know i didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth none of that but you know we obviously had our challenges but throughout this i never really saw my parents stressed and if i did they weren't very you know obvious about it so i think it's something that kind of adopted right my dad was very like, very much like, hey, well, there's nothing really I can do about it, so we'll figure it out, right? And that's kind of how my mantra is, if you will, right? You control what you can and what you can't, you can't. You know, you, you, you gotta, you can do only so much and the rest of it just kind of, there, there's almost no reason to stress about it, right? It's, it's one of the challenges I have with my wife, right? Because she takes on stress and it's detrimental to her and it you know brings her to tears at times and for me it's it's almost like illogical because it's out of the it's out of her hands it's out of her control and for me it's like hey well there's nothing you can do about it let's just you know let's take a step back and see how we can find a solution and not worry so much about it if we if we can find one right exactly exactly so biggest stresses for me right now i mean i just started a new job um but even that's not it's tremendously stressful so I would have to say fatherhood right now at this point, right? I just had a baby three weeks ago. And I mean, prior to this, I, I wasn't expecting to have children right away. You know, it, it never, 
it never really dawns on you until it actually happens, right? Um, you know, having a little person that relies on you for every single thing, right? From feeding to cleaning his diaper is it's huge, right? And when you're sleeping soundly at two in the morning and you start hearing, you know, grunting and hiccuping and whatnot, it's 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 a big deal. So I think that's the biggest one, right? And, and I'm learning it day by day, and I have to stay, I have to stay calm, right? Because I mean, the poor dude's already stressed. I can't stress out more. Cause <laughs> that's just gonna bring it down. So it go downhill quick, <laughs> right? So I would say yeah, definitely being a being a father uh-huh. and maintaining, trying to be a good husband, you know, and keep moving forward with the family. So uh-huh. that's the hardest one, I would say. Anything else? Anything else you want to pick my brain on as far as that goes? I think in terms of being a father, so what specifically? The taking care of them? The, 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 the being a caretaker? I think, you know, I think there's multiple, right? One of them is being able to, to provide, right? You know, I'm not a business owner, right? I am employed, so I signed a what do they call it? I forget what it's called, but you sign it at will, right? You're employed at will, and mm-hmm. this can terminate at any moment, right? I don't think it'll happen, you know, because I'm in a pretty, you know, non-volatile industry for the most part. But there's still that in the back of my head that, hey, at any moment, hey, I might lose my job, and how am I going to provide for my wife and my child? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, this is all new to me, right? Right. I had the benefit that I kind of grew up with three little kids and I kind of raised them in a way. My cousin's three children. So I have some exposure to it. But it's not the same as, you know, when they were crying and had a dirty diaper, you just kind of shift them over to mama, <laughs> right? And they take care of it. Where now it's like, oh crap, I'm the one that has to do it, right? Yeah. Or if mom's taking a shower, I got to figure out how to make this how to make this baby calm down, right? And figure out what his cues are. And it, it's just a ton, right? You got dirty diapers, crying, feeding. Yeah. Right now, now we're doing laundry three times a week when it was just once before. We hardly we're hardly making our bed these days just because you know we're still trying to come to grips with it, and it's all fun, right? It's like Albert said, it's all good stress, right? We're learning how to become parents, but stressful nonetheless. How has that changed the way you in your marriage, like your relationship with your wife? How uh, has that changed? I think I think we're seeing uh, how much we rely and need each other. Mm, right okay. before I'm a very independent guy right? right. I kind of always grew that way right again chiming into the whole I'm an only child thing yeah but now it's like you know, if she's holding Caleb Caleb's my baby um, I gotta be taking care of the house some way somehow cooking dinner cleaning you know someone's gotta continue bringing the ship forward you know while the other one's taking care of the baby um, or vice versa right if I'm at work my wife's taking care of the baby and trying to you know p- put dinner on the table um, but on the weekends, like when I'm home, I try to help her as much as possible and just, you know, seeing how much she does, you know, cause I'm picking up more of that slack now. It's a, it's eye opening. Um, but also she's been able to see, you know, how much I bring to the table, if you will, like, mm. you know, I can help you out. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to work from five to four thirty, and I come home and chill. Right. So especially now, right. Cause you, you're two weeks of of time with the baby are up right now you're back at work yeah i started i went back to work this week and that was interesting because you know before i you can stay up all night right the baby's crying no problem tomorrow i can sleep in right? you can sleep in between his naps 
well now it's not gonna happen right he's waking up at two or you know sometimes two or three times a night and i still gotta be at work at five in the morning the next day five thirty in the morning so stress good stress but yeah stress <laughs> what are some bad stresses in your life bad stresses um i would think just the worrying i think just you know, like I was saying, you know, if you do lose or if I do lose my income uh, or my source of income, I should say, that's always something that, like, you know, you can spiral out of control, right? Like, what am I going to do? Because currently my wife's not working. She's still, you know, attaining her higher education. and We're not at that point where I can rely on her in that, mm-hmm. in that regard. So that load is on my shoulders, right? Um, so I think that's the biggest one. My parents... My parents are probably a big one. Again, okay. only child. My parents are getting a little older. Just thinking about their, you know, they don't have a 401k or a nest egg that they're going to be banking on. So one day that may that may come to me and that's going to be another load on my shoulders. Yeah. And I strongly believe, you know, as their child, you know, I got to honor them and that, you know, take care of them. But, so that's that's one of the, the ones that sometimes makes me lose a little sleep. But, but we can get more into that later. <laughs> I think in terms of stress and looking at good and bad stress uh, I think one of the ones that when I think of my life I think the only stress that I, I can probably say okay this stuff really is stressful I, to me it's the church so running the church uh, being the, the pastor of of a church is probably the most stressful thing and, and within that there is the 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 splits of good and bad stress of that the the good stuff of uh following up with people keeping up with people the the looking for a place the the finance the finances of all of it the choosing the uh, recently we had to renew our uh what is it the our something with the state and you kind of have to renew it the, the board of directors type of thing and so that kind of stuff is good, and, and it's where you're saying, okay, I got till March 22nd to fill this out, turn it in, and, and move forward. Uh, right now, we're in the process of of updating our bylaws and changing all of, changing a big section that will make our church a very different kind of church. That, on from the perspective of going to church, nothing's going to change, but the operations changes quite a bit and so we're going from a non-member church to a membership church so with that you need like what do you need to be a member what is required Um, and that's really not so much for the everyday person that goes to our church that's for the troubled person that shows up and wants to be annoying and kind of just wants to start trouble and you kind of need these roles defined. And then you get the bad stress of worrying about, you know, I have no control over what people do in their, in their behind closed doors. I, I want to believe that they're, if they're Christian, they're living according to, to what the, that call is. Um, and so I, I, I have found myself in, just in the past thinking like man like what if this person's like completely fake and they're like hypocrites what am I gonna do and how's and, and 
I'll, I'll, I'll sleep over that kind of stuff because it, it, make, it makes me think of, of I, I want to save, save them, quote unquote, but I can't. Mm-hmm. And I have to dial it back and remember the best I can do is, is beg. I can I can beg you, please read, please live, please do these things, and I and also I think another bad stress is the uh, with the pandemic and us being a very young church, we're a baby church. Uh, the idea of it closing, and the stress of of man, like what if people just stop coming? What if people don't show up? And and if I had a bad week in terms of maybe I you know did something bad this week and. Man, are people not going to come to church today because I don't know? I got angry today and I, I I did something dumb and I sinned and are people not going to go? And that kind of stress too, where it's it's bad stress. This leads to nothing but worry and and, and frustration and getting lost in thought. In terms of work, I, I don't I don't really think of work in terms of that of being stress and stressful. Uh, my family life, uh, living back at, well, I, I didn't move in with my mom. My mom moved in with her. It's kind of <laughs> the opposite. I didn't go back home. She came. Switched. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those, you know, I'm 30, so it's not one of those. My relationship with her is not what it used to be where I'm, my life is revolving around her. It's, well, I'm doing this and I'm going to do this and Whatever, so I, I don't see this. Just the only stress that I can really point to is the stress of that and 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 being an immigrant, you know, mm-hmm. having a having a work permit that expires soon, and turning in my my renewal, and with the cl- the with the political climate, just not being sure if I'm gonna hear back if I'm gonna if, if it's. We're not receiving any this year, or if it's uh, we're gonna renew it for one year as opposed to two, how they usually do it, and, and so that kind of stuff, um, uh, working and, and being told, hey, you know what, you can't work here because your work permit expired. So that kind of stuff is good and bad stress because mm-hmm. good from the standpoint of well, I got it done, I sent it in, I'm waiting for the result. Bad because I have no control over the political climate and what's right. going to happen and, and whoever gets in charge whatever they do I there's nothing I can do so I, I I'm, and so just being ready in terms of saving money being able to have something for a rainy day or an emergency is the best that I can do but it, it certainly brings up a lot of stress for sure yeah um, I think that I think generally I, I, I do agree with you guys. My biggest stresses are stuff I can't, again, really control. Like, like for example, we talked about it a little on Thursday uh, about my parents' health. Like stuff I... M- maybe I could do a better job about that, but currently I... I guess I I'd say that I'm I'm failing at that, or maybe I'm not. Do a better job in what sense? To try to convince them to make better choices. Oh, gotcha. Uh, maybe I'm failing. Maybe I'm not. Maybe that's just 
it's just something I can't control, you know? Right. That, and that's a possibility, too. Uh, I'm not blind in that sense, but it's just... You, as a, I think, as a as a human, it it it's uh, almost inevitable. Uh, we 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 want to control most of the things that that are in our it well near 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 and dear to us. Yeah, especially uh, especially our parents, you know, because uh, um, it's a uh, I think it's. Uh, you generally want your parents to live a long, healthy life, and if you can help that, then by all means you, you will. So that's one of my, my big ones. Also, uh, yes, uh, the political climate. I, I I understand that too. Also, being being an immigrant and having to renew my my work permit. Uh, uncertainty is is something. I would say I, I don't deal too good with, um, but that's just something I, I have to I have to manage. Which is funny because it's something we have dealt with our entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you, you want it to someday. You just I remember as a kid, I I, I would pay attention to politics more because of that. <laughs> so I remember even like. I'd say I was relatively young to, to be talking about the popular vote mm-hmm. when when George when George Bush ended up uh, becoming president. Yeah, because uh, because uh, the the other candidate had promised he actually promised you know like a path to citizenship yeah. for Al Gore. Yeah, he he promised people like us a path to citizenship. Yeah, and it's like. I would pay attention to news. <laughs> I, I, I won't, I, I never forgot. I think it was in the, it was either third or fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, I, I don't know why I had like this weird relationship with my teacher. I would talk to him a little bit. Then I would talk to him about the, the Gulf war. And he's like, why, why are you talking to me about the war? Like you shouldn't even be, you Kids shouldn't don't even, like history. What do you, <laughs> What are you doing? And it's like I, I think that kind of sparked an interest, and and yeah, I mean, generally speaking, just stuff I can't control is what what afflicts me the most. <laughs> I say for me, um, probably I can relate to to what you're saying, Pablo. One of the biggest stressors is I could say is work. Um, I I'm currently in a position where I'm kind of transitioning roles in my job and before I wasn't really dealing with with customers that as much now I'm dealing with customers every day and you know they need material daily there's deliveries being made so before I didn't have to worry about deliveries so to me I get I worried about stuff like that about things being delivered on time um, about not ordering the material because sometimes you know, it takes a few weeks to, to order the material and he's t- t- you know I got to make sure I do that in a, in a correct manner and a right timely so stuff like that gets me very stressed out not meeting the deadlines and as funny as it sounds but not knowing what's coming next makes me worry so not knowing that or just the thought of something coming up with that phone ringing 
stresses me out, even though it's not raining. I know it sounds weird, but just that alone gets me stressed out. Um, again, I mean, I guess some of that stuff is good, right? Because I can I can uh, be proactive and take care of the deadlines, but but the surprises are the ones that definitely cause me to stress. Working from home has been stressful as well because sometimes I don't know where to stop. So I keep going. And my wife will be like, hey, are you almost done? And I'm like, just five minutes more. Five minutes more and those five minutes turn into 20 minutes. Half an hour. Again, it's, it's good stress because I want to get things done. I want to be ahead of the game. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's affecting my wife. What's a line, right? Because right. it's like... In the beginning, it's good stress. Correct. But it morphs into bad stress. Correct. And so it's one of those that you're you're walking this line of good and bad, mm-hmm. and they kind of, they kind of bleed into each other. Right. Of these of this uh, mentality of well, as a husband, I gotta provide. I gotta provide. I, I gotta be a good worker and and move up or whatever. But right. also the I'm stressing about stuff that's not even happening yet. Correct, right. Yeah. That yeah, and that's the other stress too. I gotta make sure as a husband I'm I'm being a good husband. I gotta make sure I time all that correctly. Because, yeah. I mean, if I just focus on work, I mean what's gonna happen to my marriage? You know, and then at the same time you need your work to be able to support your fa- Yeah, to have a marriage <laughs> <laughs> and support your family. So you know, you're right. It's a definitely fine line and you have to be very careful and be, you know, kinda juggle it. I think uh, that, that's where that's where structure has to come in though because and and structure not not only just just saying I'm going to do this here I'm going to do this now but also in having expectations that are real correct because if you're setting these expectations that like for example if if you want to ascend obviously you want to everyone who's working wants to eventually get to to a higher position mm-hmm. uh but being realistic about that, that's not to say complacent. That's that's not the same. But I think if you're... Being content? Yeah. So if, if you're not realistic and you want to like just, just do it, you know, grind. Gr- grinding is cool. But as you were saying, if it starts bleeding into to other things and, and causing negative, negative stressors, that, that's where it could be detrimental to your everything to your health mm. to your to your life at home but yeah i think being realistic and and that's i think that's the biggest question though is only you know right what that looks like right because right. i could tell you oh well, then maybe you should aim for this but like that may not be true for you right Does that make sense right and i think too what you're saying is Let's say there is a promotion available, right? And you're grinding for that. And you're stressing out to make sure you're, you get there. And it's affecting your marriage. Maybe it's not worth stressing about it and worth trying to get that promotion. You know, maybe you should just do your job, you know, be productive and be good at it. And if it happens, great. And if it doesn't happen, it's all right. It's almost... It's like a choice, to you know, to an extent. I think, unfortunately, you know, we're coming up with all these 
I guess, management tactics, but it's almost like it happens in hindsight, right? It doesn't happen in real time, right? Nobody really says they took on too much until it's too late, right? You're right. Divorce papers are sitting on the table, <laughs> right? Or you're sitting on the doctor's uh, doctor's office, uh-huh. you know, right? Or who knows, maybe even on your deathbed. Right. Right. So management is is key. It's critical with this sort of thing, right? And you know, I I want to. Oh, sorry. I want to talk about a little bit. You know what these guys are talking about, German and Ed, right? You and I, Albert, we're talking about stress that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's a fine, uh, there's a finish line, right? There's a deadline we're going to meet or we're not, right? We're going to get the promotion or we're not. But these guys are talking about the uncertainty, right? You know, I'm at, I'm at the mercy of these politicians. I, I was born into this situation that I had zero control over. Right. Right. We can manage our stress. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, take advantage of your time be more diligent what have you wake up earlier spend more time at work where these guys are like well i'm kind of dead in the water right i'm the mercy i'm at the mercy of these guys and there's nothing i can do so how do you how do you manage that stress as opposed to the way you know or the stress we take on so i would ask you guys that what's that like that stress yeah what's that like day to day like just you know you guys both mentioned the whole um undocumented thing which is it's not something I've ever had to deal with, and I can't say I relate with you guys because I think that'd be insensitive. I, I have no idea what you guys go through, but right. I do. I do, you know. I feel for you guys because I have, I'm been, I've been fortunate to have opportunities that you guys were never presented with. Right. Well, yeah. Um, well, I think, I guess throughout my whole life, I. I've had to gain perspective because that, as a kid, it's so hard to understand. I'm sure you guys can can relate to this, uh, like gratification, prolonged gratification. As a child, that's such a hard thing to understand. Mm-hmm. So, r- where I'm heading with this is like, for example, school, like. You know your parents say just study and you're gonna be you're gonna be whatever you want maybe because <laughs> the world is your oyster <laughs> but it's like maybe yeah you know <laughs> so that's always in the back of in the back of your mind and and also working towards a goal that might be there or might not be there is is such a is such a hard thing to wrap your mind around as an adult imagine that as as a kid it's it's yeah it, it does things that i guess it, it shapes you in a different way whether that's good or bad i think it's bad in a lot of ways but i think if you gain enough perspective you you'll learn just like in any situation but directly dealing with that stress I think you I think you still have to take that approach of being realistic I I was a very like happy you know kind of bubbly personality kind of kid you, you can ask I, I guess Janice would know a little better I, I feel like my 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 life shaped me into what I am just being more 
cold and realistic. I, I wouldn't say I'm like this naturally, but I think that that's where it, it goes with um, being realistic in your expectations. Not to say that maybe one day you might you may get what you want, or you can work toward towards something that that you you actually think you you, you can attain, but understanding that it may or may not happen and that's fine because there's other people that that go through that too they have uncertainty may, maybe not to that degree but it's something mo most people deal with um i just try to not think too much about it and and remain objective which is a hard hard thing to do <laughs> but it is what it is yeah I think to me it's uh, I think the the end goal there was never one that's you didn't not have a, a yeah that, that wasn't a yeah you don't have a finish line because you you get in where you fit in right. you know you, you don't make dreams of school higher education dot 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 is this well everybody here goes to school so you go to school but once you're done with you know uh, for school you go you know, and you go into college you, you don't go to college because that that's not that's not realistic you don't have the opportunities to do that so you just go to work and you work the rest of your life and if you meet somebody and they better have papers and and it's just the, but it's just the way it was that there the goal was to become a citizen mm -hmm. that is the goal mm -hmm. how you get there and most of the time is through marriage that's the goal the goal is to get married with somebody and they fix you and from there it's not even to go to school and do well, at least from my perspective, it was never that. It was, you go, you you, you have, you marry somebody, hopefully you get your papers, you have kids, and then your kids have a goal now. Your kids can dream. Your kids can, you know, you can give them all the, all the you know, you can be do everything you set your heart to. They get that. You don't. And so I think as, as a, the, the uncertainty... Uh, the stress of that I think to it, it depends on the day it depends on what's happening uh, some days you don't think about it some days you do some days it's more um, present some days you ignore it some days you suppress it and I, and I think it's it, it just depends on the conversation depends where you're at I, I think the when I started, when we started the, the the church, for example, we, I remember I, I told my mom, and I remember as, uh, when I was like eight, 17, 18 years old, I told my mom, you know, like one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a pastor one day, I'm gonna have a church. And she laughs, like, okay, sure, just go to work. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> And and when I told her, 
she was like, okay. So how are you going to pay your bills? I was like, well, no, I'm still working. I just, I'm just doing this. But I was raised to not even have that. You don't have any extracurricular activities. You just have work. And I see the difference with my siblings, for example, because they have, you know, my, my little brother plays soccer and my sisters have been in whatever. And I have another sister who's going to be a freshman next, next school year. She's going to be, she wants to play softball. And these things that they can were to me, it was like, no, 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 you can't because if you get hurt, we don't have insurance and mm. what are you going to do? <laughs> so you, you can't play sports. So you want to play sports, you go to the park. Because, I mean, which I could have broken my leg at the park too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was just the, the, the way that it was told to me, there is no, the, the goal is to get papers as shallow as that is. It's just, that's just the reality. You don't marry somebody who doesn't have papers because you're dumb. That's idiotic. <laughs> Why would you do that? You're going backwards instead of going forward. What are you doing? And that's just the, the reality of, of the stress. When you, <laughs> uh, which I don't think that way. And, and I don't operate that way. But I remember when I, the first time I... I took my, my girlfriend to, to meet my family. And, you know, they liked her and the whole thing. Oh, man, they asked her? No, no, oh. they, they didn't <laughs> ask her. You know, like, I took her, I took her home. And uh, and the next time they saw me, they're like, yeah, yeah, I like her. She's nice. Da, 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 da. Does she have papers? And, you know, was, yeah. All right, cool. We like her. She's good. <laughs> she passed the test. <laughs> but... And as shallow as that sounds to some people that that's such an unknown world, it's just the reality. It's just the way it goes for uh, immigrants and immigrant families where uh, the, you know, where are you working? Not where you're going to school. Where are you working? What are you doing? Uh, because everything is work. You work, you save, you get your papers. Your kids can drink. And I see that with all my little nieces, uh, little cousins. They can dream. They can do. They can be little kids. As, and as a, I don't know, as an immigrant kid, I guess I, I wasn't afforded those opportunities. Yeah, I think we said similar things in different manners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the, the real just being realistic is a. I think that's a nicer way of putting it. <laughs> and I think that that's why I, I choose to say things in that manner because I don't, I don't think it's necessarily healthy or I, I don't know, I, I may be wrong, but I don't think it's healthy to, to operate that way. And I kind of want to distance myself from that because what way from the not being allowed to dream yeah uh, but I, like e even in that in that pursuit I think you get slapped in the face a few times <laughs> um, 
Well, funny you should say you you had a you had a girlfriend and they met her and everything was fine. Well, I had the opposite of that, where I had a girlfriend that was Mexican, and not to not give too many details or anything, but <laughs> oh come on, no, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> talk to me after. <laughs> uh, it just you could feel it. They knew. When you say Mexican, she was born in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Me- Mexican, not Mexican American, just Mexican. Yeah. Uh, they knew when they would ask me, so what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you plan on <laughs> marrying her? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I like her. She's She's this, she's that. Right. And then it, it was kind of like, but you have to be real, you know? I mean, you can't, like, think about your children. Like, what, what are they going to do? Or what are you going to do? You're going to go live over there? If you live over there, you can't come back. Is she going to live over here? She can't help you? Like, there's just nothing as simple, you know? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I had to be realistic. And it was like, it's not going to work out. It just can't. Yeah. And yeah, that's one of the occasions where life just slaps you in the face. It's like, wake up, dude. That's not, that's not a possibility. And when it happens, you're kind of like, dude, that sucks. Because I think we, we've had this conversation too, where, where, um, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. To, to have that, to have that, uh, that, that conversation. Cause, uh, I remember one of my first like actual real relationships, I had that conversation and she flipped out. She's like, when were you thinking of telling me? And I'm like, <laughs> like if it was a kid like, I, or I, I took it as like, I don't have cancer, dude. I'm not going to die next year. Like, <laughs> It's just something I was born into, you know? I, I had no control over it. And then I was like, dude. And and it took me so much to actually have that conversation. Because you don't want to have that conversation. No. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's like, then the, the questions come. Like, oh, so you want to marry me for this? And mm-hmm. it's like, that's why I don't want to tell you. Yeah. And then you flip out. And then it just adds so many things that you don't want to deal with but you have to deal with yeah and it's it makes things very uncomfortable but in turn it it does make you realistic i think it's positive some some people don't yes it makes you realistic but i think it, it makes you um pessimistic too because i think it well, it depends who you ask. Those, get, those words may mean the same thing. Because I have found myself going from being realistic to just straight up negative. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, no, that like that is attainable. You could achieve whatever X, Y, and Z. But I think that the the push for the for from the negative side is that much that it makes you think, well, I can't do. Anything. There's nothing I can do. 
and so I think that from the and it's it's ironic that they call the whole thing dreamers because I was thinking that too. <laughs> it's not like we can dream but there are people like my sister for example my sister who's now a resident she would be able to tell anybody just hey my name is Abigail I'm an immigrant how are you and I was just like dude shut up like what are you doing and she's like oh, yeah, me and my, my brother and I we're immigrants <laughs> And I was just like, I, they don't need to, <laughs> they don't need to know that about me. Dude, you know, we do the same thing. I was always the one like, don't, why, don't? It's not necessary. And so, yeah, it, it, and I, I think it's it's part of the part of dealing with um, with the stress. Yeah, is just being nonchalant about it. Yeah, yeah, and. It's why I think I, I I read so much in the beginning, because I wanted to speak English in such a way that you didn't tell. And mm. I, I mean, granted, my white skin helps, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to give it away. That to be like when I when someone says, you know, oh, we're gonna have a Mexican theme party. It's like, well, I'm Mexican already. I don't need a Mexican theme party when it's a. Uh, I remember being in school and they'd be like, all of us who are Mexican, all of you guys that are American. I was like, no, I, I'm actually Mexican. And the teacher thought I was trying to be, you know, smart Mexican. American. Like, no, no, I am Mexican. I'm not American at all. I, I mean, I'm culturally American, right. I, I guess, but I'm not American. And he had no idea what to do with that. And I was a seventh grader. And so I, you know, I had no idea what to do. Because I'm, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm 30 years old. I'm still trying to figure out what that is. And he was like, well, you live in the U.S. You're American. You're American. You're fine. Because <laughs> he just wanted to keep the conversation moving. And so I think it's dealing with you. You just have to, you either embrace it like my sister and it's just part of who you are um, or you do what I did and, and you just it's kind of who you are but you just do the, the, the everything, everything possible to make sure you're known by other things and not that but I think the, the uncertainty of of what can happen and these politicians who hold our future in the in, in the balance and when there was the, this rise of of um, you also have to come to grips with being deported yeah. and what that is to be deported and what you would do and and whether you would want to come back whether you would fight for that whether and I, I've stressed myself or being deported okay well I was deported what to TJ I mean I guess I would and immediately you know what I would, I would go meet my dad's family I've never met my dad's family I'll go meet them. And it just be like, you know what? I, I might just make it, you know, I, I don't know. Just might live there. But you, I stress myself out over, like, man, what am I driving one day? And then I get pulled over and I guess. And so I, it just depends. Depends on the day. There's, I don't, unless Eduardo has a, has a clear cut, like, this is, I don't know how any immigrant would deal with, like, with that stress. 
Sounds like there's a little bit of anxiety there too, along with the stress. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I've never. I, I don't know. So I've never dealt with anxiety uh-huh. like that. So, but maybe, maybe, maybe it is, and I, I just don't know. Because mm-hmm. anxiety is more like things that aren't ha- things that are not happening. So okay. it's stuff that can possibly happen. Yeah. So, for example, you gave me a bad look. Now I think you hate me. You don't like me anymore. Mm. So, like, from you make a, up a reality. Over so you're, one thing. yeah. So not that that wasn't. So not not that the being deported is, is not a no, reality. No, but no, you're, no, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. you're you're going there yeah. when it's not happening yeah. yet. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's somewhat it's some anxiety in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you find like. Uh, there was this guy who got deported and and then you, you end up reading okay the people are getting deported people with uh, with uh, criminal backgrounds mm-hmm. you're like okay I don't have one of those I, I should be fine I'm fine and even like signing up with DACA for the first time in, the first one was like man they're just nah this is fake This is <laughs> they're just gonna get your information now they know where you live and they're gonna come deport you you ain't getting no DACA <laughs> <laughs> it was just that fear in the beginning, um, and so yeah, I think it definitely you create this you, anxiety creeps in, and you certainly create reality over. You know, this news outlet said, bah, 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 bah. and this news outlet says, da da da, and you're just you're going nuts. So can I apply? Can I not apply? What's gonna like? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's terrible. So Pablo, how do you? Uh tackle on the day-to-day stuff that we're talking about stuff that you can control you know what are the, some, th- some of the things that you do you know talking about this you know it just seems almost trivial and almost not important but <laughs> <laughs> no I mean but you know let's wind it back a little bit I mean yeah. I just you know I just take it one chunk at a time right yeah you, you bite off one piece digest it and roll on with the next one right I try I try to piecemeal all my work right and that's both work like employee work and work at home um, and just taking one step at a time right what do you mean by piecemeal so i'll take i'll take it in phases right so so let me give you an example so i recently moved back into the area right and we had a ton of boxes right caleb was born and there was still quite a few boxes that we needed to tackle well my wife is busy with caleb so naturally i had to you know, step up to the plate and put stuff on the wall, throw crap away and whatnot. You know, I didn't do that all in one weekend, but every week I tried to at least take one box or mm. say I'm going to put a couple things on the wall. You know, at least take a little chunk off of it and I just let it sit. Right. So that's that's kind of how I work. I, I take it piece by piece because if you try to do everything in a day, which I have, right, that is detrimental to me. Right, and that's huge stress, and I end up not doing anything. Right, mm-hmm. I kind of just get in this mental fumble and I, I trash. Mm-hmm. So I have to. That's how I work. I'm very methodical in the way I, you know. I'm an engineer, so I work very methodical, piece by piece. Right, and and with that, I'll try to t- tackle on the easiest thing first. Mm-hmm. So that's how I go about it. That's how you do it. Yeah. So, at work, like when you're assigned projects. When you have a whole lot of things to do, you tackle the 
Yeah, the easiest one. Uh-huh. The easiest one or the one that's due the soonest. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I just started a new job, so I'm kind of still in the infancy of the role. So I'm kind of lucky in that sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, from the job I was at before, um, you know, you have these almost marathon type activities that you're doing constantly. And there's, you know, the fires that come on day to day. And naturally, you have to put out the first fire first. I mean, the fires first before you can even tackle on the remainder of your, pro- your uh, uh, responsibilities. And it's hard because you can get consumed, right? You probably know this, right? With certain fires that just consume your mm-hmm. day. And it's like, crap, I still have 15 other things I got to take care of, man. Yeah. And I just spent four or five hours of my day just trying to solve this problem. And so you just take it on, you know. Today yeah. I didn't get to it. I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And the same thing goes for, you know, everything here at work. Uh, at home and day-to-day life you know uh even this podcast right it was a little stressing for me you know thinking about how was i going to perform and really come up to the plate and add some value to the conversation i was like man can i really do this you're doing great (laughs) yeah i appreciate that but it almost seems you know trivial but it is it is what it is yeah right one of the things i do is i I write things down, you know, sharing this with you guys. Um, so, for example, I have a to-do list for work, right? Every time I get something added, I throw it on there. And I prioritize, you know, by day or whatever. Kind of like what you do sometimes the hardest and whatever's easiest. And I check it off every day. And you kind of get that gratification of checking it off. My wife is very much like that. She thrives on to-do lists. She'll... <laughs> it's funny she'll she'll even add something to her to-do list that she's already accomplished and check it off after the fact <laughs> so um, so that has been very helpful for me just writing it down check it off it's done if I get a phone call hey this needs to be done I check it off and that allows me to not have to worry about it anymore because I know that if I try to keep that in my head somewhere I'm going to forget it um so that that's that's very that's what I use for work. Um, my wife and I will we'll try to plan our week. Hey, on Monday we're 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 doing this. We usually do date night, so I know not to plan anything around that that evening. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll map out our week. Hey, on this Friday we're gonna go visit this so and so in the evening. Sunday we're having the podcast, so we can't do anything during the, this time. So we try to do that so to get this done. We, you know, we started a list of things that need to get done here in the house you know projects that are going to cost a lot of money projects that are going to cost so-so and something that's going to be doesn't cost anything like trim a tree so you know definitely lists have helped there's a there's a podcast that I listen to actually the guy's name is Andy Forsella so for some of these you guys that might know who he is he actually owns a supplement company and he has this thing called power list and very similar to that. So, but he creates a day to day to where you got to pay the phone bill. You write it down. Um, you, you know, you got to make a disappointment. You write it down as far as things to do. And once you got to go work out, you write that down. But once it becomes a habit, so if you got working out part of your day, like Ed, that works out six times a week, that's not something that goes on that list. But every day you, you, you know, you create this list in the morning what needs to be done you check it off and I'm trying to push life that way 
I'm doing it for work right now, and that is my goal to start doing it every day. And I mean, when you check things off, I feel accomplished, you know. So I, I understand my wife and, and how she does that. Yeah, um, that's interesting because I I feel like I would feel super trapped if I did list. Oh, so really? It's interesting <laughs> how the the way we deal, everyone deals with stress is different. Right. And it's not a cookie cutter, one way, you know, you got to do this or you got to do that. Um, I think in terms of uh, stress, to me, it's just getting it done. You, you get it done and if whatever you can't control, you can't control anyway. doesn't matter how productive you are. doesn't matter what you do. You, you'll never be able to control it. Um, and that's where, to me, that's where prayer comes in. Prayer helps a lot. Prayer helps a lot, and, and uh, reading scripture helps a lot because it, it, it allow it recalibrates my mind to where it needs to be, and that's from God. Because all these things, most of the things, I, I have no control over them, and I could do what I have control over. That I do. You know, you're gonna renew DACA or go to work or you know whatever, whatever you got to do, whatever is on your plate, you do those things. But every the results of those things are really out of your control. And so to me, what helps me is just just getting it done. Just do it. I know what I gotta do, and I just I just gotta do it. Where I've worked with people with, who do lists, and I just get so like, okay, but right now like I could do number seven can I do number seven and, and it, I don't know you know how, how some you know lists are different where some people do bullet points but there's people who do no 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 we're going one through ten in that order. In, that, in that order right and I'm just like yeah but I can knock out one and five and ten right now <laughs> no, no no in order and it's so it's just interesting to, to hear the different ways that we that we deal with that stuff because it ultimately this conversation about stress is a very it should be a very dynamic one because uh, anybody who I, I'm very um, I don't believe what would be the word not suspicious but I'm very doubtful and that's not the word either but I'm very doubtful of people who um, I got five steps the five steps people like okay five steps for you maybe three steps for you ten steps whatever because I think that that gets very, but there's people that that works for them and I think it's the beauty of these types of conversations that we are not trying to say hey this is it this is my way this is your way so on and so forth and that will produce in a in a sense, a a better, less stressful world because I'll I'll I write stuff down all the time, and it's like I'll be at work and I think, oh man, I, I gotta I want to talk to so and so about whatever, and I just open up my iPhone notes, blah 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 blah, and it's not so much a list, but it's so much it's not so much, hey, I gotta do this by whatever. But at least when, and I'll read it at night, and 
it's one of those things like, oh yeah, that's right. I, I did want to do X, Y, and Z. And so it's interesting. <laughs> that's exactly what I do though. I mean, yeah. I, I use, I used to use a notepad, but you know, my notepad, I use it every day. I fill it and I don't want to have two notepads. So I use my Apple notes and it, yeah. I look at it and I write things for other days, you know, that I don't need to worry about now, but I'll look at it like you. So I mean, it sounds that, like we do the same thing. It's does just, that ever stress you out? The notes? No. The list? No. I like, mean, is that ever like, ah, I didn't do this. Is there ever one of those? So I'd look at it in the morning. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes it does. You know, sometimes I, <laughs> you know, you get a phone call or somebody walks in and you were looking at that list and you glared your eyes off of it and you never get back to it and it's, end of the day and you're like oh man what are you gonna do <laughs> you know yeah. I mean it's there as a tool tool doesn't always work but you do what you can you know I, I right. think without it I would be less prepared than, than with it mm, okay. you know I think I think some people uh, that do the whole list thing and they're they're super strict about it those are the type of people that you generally don't want to go on a vacation with. <laughs> I mean, just I don't know, like people that had, that, that that feel the need to plan everything out in your yeah. day, and that, that's what I mean. I, I would feel super trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just and I guess it's people are different, but the way I think, I'm more sporadic. I don't really think like linearly like that like I'm not like oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that then I'm gonna do this uh yeah I'm just more like I have to get this done I'm if I I do get a little obsessive but if I get it done I get it done if I don't then tomorrow (laughs) and you know besides these things I mean, one of my favorite hobbies is to go for a run. It has nothing to do with accomplishing anything on that list or... That's or, part of management though, right? What's that? Yeah. It's part of managing your stress. Yeah. It helps me relax because, you know, with stress, there's... You tense up and going for a run or working out relaxes me. So it does the opposite. Hmm. So it allows me to control it. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you guys have any hobbies that help you with that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be a workout. It could be, hey, I play checkers or, hey, I like karaoke, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what's your de-stressor, I guess, is the question. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. What relaxes you. Uh, It seems like we all carry you know a certain level of stress here so mm-hmm. you know what used to distress me <laughs> grand theft auto <laughs> <laughs> causing damage somewhere else dude, look, I, hey that can cause a little bit of stress though sometimes too. dude i used, <laughs> like I, I used to get home from work and back when i had roommates uh-huh. and it's, uh, it's funny because i like i would show up on a wednesday and say i had to go to church so i would show up and i had a long day turn on the, 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 the game and just so I just like like I got 30 minutes so I'm ready to go I just I got 30 minutes so I'd jump on I'd play and I would just go rogue run people over shoot people <laughs> and I just would go nuts and I would come I would I'm ready to go to Wind church down. Yeah. let's go preach 
and that honestly it 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 would it, it's it, it it helped and my roommates would laugh at me because they were like dude you're about to go preach out here I'm like hey man this this helps me this is therapeutic what i do now uh wash dishes no, it's okay. so relaxing. So, it, I I I enjoy the dishes. It's so, you, you get the hot water yeah. and you're just, you know, I, I put something on, and it just Your I mind yeah, wanders, right? Yeah, I don't even listen to it. I, whatever. I put music because with music I'm able to not pay attention, and I just wash some dishes and I just feel so much better. Dude, I'm call you up, man. Yeah. I got some dishes for you, bro. Dude, whatever. I know where you live now. Caleb's so bottle or what, bro? I, I will be there. I will be there. That's funny. Yeah, I, th- I think working out for me helps too. Um, if I I've noticed that when I don't work out, I'm almost irritable, mm. and I have a short fuse. Yeah. Uh, generally, I'm a pretty patient person. Like I I can take certain things but yeah if I don't work out or if I'm not tired or have too much energy I just bug people way too much it's just I'm a mess <laughs> what do you got Pablo? I think for the longest probably the longest one I have is just um, even when I was in college I love just making a hot cup of coffee and watching something Yeah, I, I'm always watching some series or something that you know long term so right now it happens to be Breaking Bad, but I've watched all kinds of stuff. And just either in the morning or once I'm, you know, winding down for the day, hot cup of coffee, uh-huh. just watch something. Nice. So you haven't finished uh, watching Breaking Bad? Well, I've seen it. I saw it a few years back, uh-huh. and uh, I'm rewatching it now with my wife. Is that good? So, really? It's good. It's it's, it's a little good. wild. It's good. Check it out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a little. little it's a little slow start, but it's good. Yeah. It'll yeah. be a smooth transition from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it. Yeah, it's familiar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what? So when? When do you guys think stress starts? What age? Oh, you know, I, I remember <laughs> being in the seventh grade mm-hmm. and waking up to an alarm just frustrated man I'm like really like I gotta do this again mm. <laughs> so maybe that was then I, I cannot believe it I, I felt like you feel these sometimes as an adult you're like 11 year old Albert just done with life like I gotta do this man like I have to get up and um I would say it starts earlier on probably with homework mm. you know you gotta do homework as, as a, whether it's first grade or whatever you gotta do homework and it's due when you're stressed about the due date and you maybe didn't do it you know yeah mm-hmm. I say our society is very good at that you know putting these deadlines and you react that way um, but it's probably no different than it looked years ago I mean a thousand years ago I mean these kids as soon as they were able to walk they had to do task mm-hmm. they had to help the parents on the farm and the fields and or, or you know help someone and yeah. So there's kind of stress there if you're not living up to it. Yeah. You know. And now we have like the social stress for these kids. You know, like the man, they didn't like my Instagram post, which to us sounds stupid, but to a high schooler, middle schooler, it's it's the end all be all. I'm you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that. Take down this picture because they don't like it. I have a, a little niece, second cousin, and 
I forget what platform she was using and uh, her phone was taken away from her for whatever reason and she was upset like, like upset you know I don't have my phone and it was justified mm-hmm. and I asked her why are you so upset like like she was bawling right and I was like I'm gonna lose my streaks mm. and I was like what's the streak yeah what is the streak <laughs> so, yeah so I guess it's a thing every time you log in or whatever it, yeah. it's a ticker it's a countdown right and the more you're on it you're whatever it is you do no pro- so, so a streak is in the morning so say albert and i have a streak oh. so i wake up in the morning and i take a picture of whatever it could be a blank black picture i just take a picture put an s on it send it to you you send it back and then i do it at night and our streaks are going so it's one day, two day, three days, and there's some of these kids have like eight hundred days straight sending a streak picture. Which nothing. It's just I'm right here. Oh yeah, I gotta send over my streak and it's just the mic. And that's that's the picture. So that's Yeah, that, that's the part that baffled me. I was like, Why do you, are you gonna like get some money or like you're gonna get a prize or something? And like, no, it's just it's just it's just something we do and I was like, My god, you're stressing out over nothing. So it's like a game almost. And like, if yeah. you miss it, say, you know, you can call Snapchat or email Snap, not email them. I'm not sure. I don't think you call. You can email Snapchat and be like, "Hey, I went camping. I had no reception, and I couldn't keep my streaks." And they'll <laughs> return you your streaks. So uh, you could do that too. You can have your streaks restored. So it's a big deal. It's a big oh deal. yeah, I mean, it seemed like it. You should have seen it, but I mean, it's the stuff that I mean I, I didn't grow up with, and I just can't. I can't understand it, nor I don't think I ever will. I mean, I would say some of these things too are part of will become less social through social media. So even though social media right. is for social purposes, a lot of times we in real we have less face to face time, yeah. um, and we rely on social media to be our social time, and it's right. not that social sometimes. You I mean, become less social with those that you're interacting with yeah yeah because i mean it's so simple you like a picture yeah uh and you leave a comment and and you can just like the comment you don't even have to reply back to that comment right (laughs) so the conversation really ends there even text messaging is like that now where you know at least when you're with iphone you send me something before i was all right cool sounds good i could just thumbs up that's it that's it and there's need for that sometimes <laughs> it's a hey I'll meet you here um, or I'm here and you give a thumbs up but yeah. sometimes you need a little more right so yeah. how what role and I think well you as a new parent and I, I don't know how far along you've thought about like you know Caleb's 11 but what role do parents play in, in stress for children what do you guys think I think parents should uh, break their hearts at a young age so they're realistic and they don't have to worry about business. <laughs> that's the realist. That's the realist. <laughs> he doesn't mean that. <laughs> no, it's just like when you guys were talking about social social stressors and all that, like I was thinking back to my childhood. Yeah. Actual social stressors where it was like, oh, this guy's trying to punk me. Oh, this guy's wearing shacks. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, that was I, I made that face because that I, I went through that through, <laughs> through some of that bullying, and maybe I'll share it a little, little after. Um, All right. So, 
So it was more like, oh, this guy's this guy's being a tough guy. I have to either fight him or just mm. do whatever he wants me to do. Or girls like, oh, she's talking about me. Did you hear what she said? Like actual social stuff. And now, as you were saying, the 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 actual social media stuff is not even that social. It's like so so trivial and yeah. stuff that for us seemed seemed crazy. Or our parents thought it was crazy for us. Now we think it's crazy for them. Mm-hmm. So we see that it's changing. But yeah, like for example, like like I, I guess I'll just say it. Like uh, if you wore Skechers back in the day, it was like, oh, oh you wear Skechers. But but let me tell you, like I had these like boots, like these big black boots, Skecher boots, right? Like they look. Now that I think about it, they, they kind of look like combat boots they didn't even look that bad yeah but just like the social perception of sketchers are bad right just so had to hide the ass man yeah and they, <laughs> they would make fun of me and tell me like i was part of the, the spice yeah. girl crew and i'm like no and i, I wouldn't wear them again i bet they were great shoes too right great looking boots yeah now that i think about it they're, they're pretty cool they're mm-hmm. kind of similar to what i have now <laughs> so, so. I, I got made fun of for wearing shacks because the guy, some guy walked up to me. I was in the third grade. He's like, "You think you're, you think you're better than us with your shacks? Look, look at, look at my shoes. Look at this guy's shoes. They're hundred dollar shoes. They're Jordans." Oh, he was being sarcastic. No, he was making fun of me. <laughs> no, but he was being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah exactly. Yeah. So I, I'll never, I can relate to that, and it sucks. But yeah. that's real social <laughs> stuff right there. You know. Well, I mean, yeah, but if you even take it further back. Like that would almost be trivial too. So I think that that's interesting too because, like, let's say our parents' stressors, like social stressors, wouldn't be our social stressors. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. It's like they'll be like, "Oh, I have shoes. That's cool." Mm, yeah. my, my my mom told me she she didn't have shoes until like later in life. Yeah. So it would be like, "Oh, you don't have shoes? Like that? That sounds weird, but that was an actual thing." And from no shoes to keeping the streak alive. It's, it's, it's almost laughable, huh? But interesting, too, how much we're changing. Yeah. But how much it affects the person mentally the same. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, and I think that's where, as older people, uh, we need that compassion for the younger people. That we might not understand it. So it's a stupid dude's a picture. But understanding that the, that the same... Um, damage is being done that the, you might like my little brother the other day was upset because his friends kicked him out of the group on uh, Fortnite, Fortnite. <laughs> and he was like oh they kicked me out like so what you can you can play whatever you want on here you can play by yourself you can play online whatever yeah but they kicked me out he was super upset and that's the equivalent of being the last kid picked for kickball. Yeah. And I could be like, oh, dude, that's nothing, bro. Toughen up. But, well, if that happened to me when I was his age, but it wasn't video games, it was kickball, I would be devastated. Because you feel like a loser. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where uh, there needs to be the connection because there's a huge disconnect now with the older generations and the younger generations and I think the understanding has to come from the older people to understand that the things that are stressing the young people may be stupid but it's real Mm -hmm. 
And when we begin to not deny, but not recognize, when we begin to, when we don't recognize the stress and how real the stress of these kids are, uh, then that's when we're causing even more damage. Because now they're, they're, even though to us it's not just, they feel justified in, I'm, I'm alone, I can talk to my parent, I can talk to my uncle, I can talk to my brother, whatever. I can't talk to anybody because nobody understands me. And even though what they're crying about is dumb, because yeah, at one point our parents had no shoes, it's still very real to them. Yeah. And I think that's where, so where do you think, where do you guys think the parents or older generations, how, how, how do we, how, how do we stress younger generations out? I think, I think, well, at least personally, I, I don't know if I, I would let, I know, I know that's kind of tough too, because then you, you get the whole like fear of missing out thing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if I would let them be on a, on a social media platform right. at that age. But I think even aside from that, I think instilling confidence in a kid goes a really long way Yeah, because Essentially, if, if you instill confidence in a kid, more than likely will become a leader. And like you said, you get kicked out, out of the Fortnite group, that's fine. We're going to start my own group. It's going to be better. Or right. no one wants to play with me. I'm going to find someone else that wants to play with me, and that's fine. Yeah. So I think instilling confidence and also trying really hard, because I know it's so hard for, for kids, and even up until like adolescence, uh, teaching them perspective understanding why it's not that important even yeah. though it feels that important but you got you, you still have to empathize you know right you, you could say you could share a story you could say oh like back when i was a kid they would make fun of me because of that and at that moment i didn't think i didn't think anyone was going to hear me out i didn't think anyone was there for me and they they can relate to the emotion yeah they can say oh look they, even though it's a little different they went through that and at least you're trying to understand your kid mm -hmm. and talking to them and hearing them out and i think those two things perspective and and along with uh, instilling confidence is super important and yeah i, I don't think there be there would be such a such a uh, importance yes on like social platforms I do think uh, I mean as a, a, I think parents should definitely show children what happens if you don't meet a deadline you know but you know by providing short chores around the house and let there be consequences if yeah. you know like taking away their phone if they don't do the chores if they don't wash the dishes to show them that that stuff matters and, and you know like I said tell them hey good job you know, I'm proud of you for taking care of these things. They may not be significant, you know, if you did your chores, but um, it is important that you instill that confidence because if not the opposite happens. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I struggled with as a kid is I wanted to make my mom proud. Mm. And I realized that no matter what I did, I really couldn't make her any proud. I, there was nothing I could do to 
to make her proud like like and I guess because she was already proud of you or because it was like it was I, I don't, just really hard I don't think she she showed that the gotcha the, I don't think she showed that I didn't know I, don't think, I didn't, she didn't know how to show it yeah she wasn't gonna give you that yeah mm-hmm. you know um and so I think that's interesting you know I think it's important to, to acknowledge right whether you did good or bad and just keep it real because you know the, the you know as you guys both shared here the the real world isn't gonna be nice you know yeah yeah I think uh, probably as parents the the expectation is what stresses out kids right hey you should be getting A's or B's or whatever and if you don't you know that's not good enough right right granted you know there's parents that really don't give a hoot about that sort of thing but know we can set expectations on you know different different things like doing stuff around the house or you know whatever yeah I think my biggest fear though um, you know you, you mentioned my son and I think I think the biggest thing I, I need to learn how to manage for him is setting the correct expectation because I already see myself having an expectation for him greater than I have for myself mm. because in my eyes he's already set up for a greater success than I have yeah. right I'm a I'm a first uh, first generation Amer- Mexican American here right my parents weren't rich right they didn't speak English um, and my goal was to be better for them and I think Ed mentioned something very critical is they always instilled in me confidence right you're gonna reach better things than we did right because we didn't have the opportunities you did so I'm already thinking that for my son it's like you gotta reach better things than I have because you already have your starting points far better than mine yeah I I, I don't have what you have right I mean I live at a two-story condo right now granted it's rented but compared to the home I grew up in this is a mansion yeah right he has a two educated parents that both speak English. My parents didn't go past grade school. So that's that's the stress I'm gonna have to manage for my son is yeah. setting expectations, not only that challenge him, but don't overstress him. Yeah. Right. And I think also there's a there's a flip side to that coin. There's a there's a benefit of, you know, us being I wouldn't call us modern, but you know, we have more of that cultural awareness right that our parents didn't have or at least my parents didn't have right my parents didn't know the struggle of me having to get a razor scooter right that every other kid on the block had (laughs) right or my parents didn't really know what it was to wear south pole or uh, (laughs) rock aware rock aware yeah exactly it's like what the heck is this man i was like let's just go to the mall these are the clothes that i want and you just buy them for me so i don't get bullied at school all right yeah. So now I think, you know, socially, we'd be more socially aware, you know, to empathize with the stresses they'd be dealing with, right? Whether mm-hmm. it be social at school, um, you know, homework, anything like that. I mean, my parents only helped me so much with math, right? Yeah. So so that's that's my biggest concern. I think the stresses we, or I probably would instill in my child. And uh, yeah, we'll see. God help me. Yeah, and I, I think it's, one of the things I saw my my parents do 
was the um, don't well whatever confidence that you have came from yourself because uh, there's no time to build your confidence we're trying to you know we're, tr- we're trying to go to work we're trying to and very similar to yours uh, Pablo's experience where my mom didn't wasn't able to help me with math or English because she I think the, the most she went was like third grade yeah. so she wasn't she didn't know how to fill out an emergency card because I had to tell her I'd like my name here this there do you want somebody to pick me up besides yourself like stuff like that that <laughs> I, my if mom didn't go to parent conferences because well she didn't speak English so what am I like she, I remember she the last time she she had gone for one of mine uh, the teacher spoke English and I translated and she was like this huh. is such a waste of time because because German's doing great exactly <laughs> 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 because I, I, I don't know I, I I feel so embarrassed I'm not gonna go to that and so just I, and at the time we were you know we financially we were doing it. we had one we would go to Fias Paredes or for mm-hmm. the, for um, junior high you had to wear the uniform you know blue and white mm-hmm. so we went to Fias Paredes you had one you know just one shirt one pair of pants and that's just what you wear I they bought me the there was some like dressing shoes checker uh, Skechers checkers Skechers. And it was some black ones, and I was just I would get home, and I would wash my hand, and and hopefully it was dry in the morning. And if I slacked, I was taking wet clothes to to school because, well, I I wanted to play Xbox a little longer. So with my friends, or I was outside running around, and so that, well, it's so you know six thirty a.m. My shirt's still wet. Well, that's your fault. You're gonna have to go to school like that. So the this it's so important for me I think as I move forward uh, and when I deal with my siblings for example to understand them when they say well, you know what well, we need X Y and Z because my parents weren't even capable of providing any of the rock aware softball any of that so I remember somebody my cousin one time gave me a, a bag of, of clothes and it was like a Rockaware long sleeve <laughs> and I wore that thing out because I was like this is this I got this this is this is legit but it's one of those things that um, I can't even say they attributed to that but they did without them knowing and I think that's part of um, the the experience as parents and I'm sure we're you know as we one day and Pablo it's already a dad as we one day have kids there's going to be blind spots in in yeah. our thinking as well we're like wait that's important to you really huh who would have known and, and you see it when you read about these kids who commit suicide where the parents had no idea my daughter was depressed because she had short hair I thought she loved her short hair, and it's just stuff like that 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 seems very trivial, but it it, it leads to this larger conversation of stress and, and what that is and how to manage it and how to deal with it, and so it, it's it's very interesting. 
Yeah, when you were mentioning that, um, gr- growing up, uh, going to school, we would, I guess, shop for school clothes. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing the stress that would come from that, I would, if they, they would ask me, what do you need? You need, you can, you can ask them, they'll tell you. Be like, what do you need? You need you need new pants? You need new shoes? Or what do you need? I'd, I'd say, most of the times I just say, I'm I'm fine. I'm good. I don't need anything. They'd be like, come on, because like my sisters weren't like that. Because I guess girls care more about you know like, oh, I want to get a nice outfit going. Or they're more naturally confident. Because my sister was like that too. Like, oh, There's a list. <laughs> and and I I would always say, they would almost have to beg me. No no no. What do you want? I'm like, no, I'm fine. And I don't know if it's, maybe it was lack of confidence. I, I know I did lack confidence, but I, I don't know if that was exactly it. If I, if I could keep pinpoint it, I, I think I, I would say it was, it was more like I felt for my parents. To me, it was more guilt. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going. Yeah. I, I felt for my parents and, and, and I would, I would tell them well, in, in my head, I'd be like, you know, well, they, they're, they're gonna probably well my, they're probably gonna argue about this you know there's not mm. enough money here like we could use this money for something better right. it's like I, I I don't need anything yeah and what my dad would do is he would just buy me shoes he would make sure he bought me shoes anything else like they would have to beg me for because it's like I it's not worth the trouble and also I feel guilty about it so yeah. just that's fine go ahead yeah. Yeah, because that brought a lot of stress to me as a little kid, being aware of my parents' financial, like, place. Like, dang, like, we don't have money for the rent? Okay, I'm definitely not going to ask for anything. Like, oh, we can't buy whatever? And, And so it's just that being super aware of that brought a lot of stress because you didn't want to ask for anything. You didn't want to be the kid who was like oh can you buy me this and so when I remember growing up and I would look at the kids in the market who would like you know throw a tantrum and I was like man uh, like I wanted to kick them yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> and yeah. so it's just the, the stress that that gets cultivated in us you know kind of stays there and it develops over time that uh, I see that in my siblings now and when I take them out they was like, hey, how much was that? Hmm. I'm like, don't worry about it. No, but how much was that? Are you paying for it? No. Then don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, are you hungry? And I know they're hungry. No. And I'll ask one of their brother. Hey, you're hungry? <laughs> yeah, we haven't ate. <laughs> okay, here That's we well. go. And now, but with the confidence of instilling them today my little sister before I like, came over here I was like hey I'm hungry can, can you buy me food and it was amazing I was like yes of course but as the confidence grows uh, I think one of the, the the ways that I hope that when I have children one day I hope I'm able to keep the finances away from their ears because yeah. it produces oh, it, it removes 100% it removes it, it doesn't allow them to be fully confident because I don't think I 
ever truly developed that true confidence to to do that because it affects even my relationship with God I feel very guilty about asking God for for stuff I, like this idea that God is my father I struggle with that so wait a minute you're just gonna go ask God to give you a good job like people do that like and so that kind of stuff to me <coughs> is very foreign and it, I think it comes from it comes from that uh, that upbringing of mm-hmm. being super aware of the needs and yeah, but I can't ask for anything. And I, I think sometimes parents confuse that too. Like, it, my parents would tell me, you were just such a good kid. <laughs> I was just super I, guilty. <laughs> I wasn't a good kid. It's just, I, I didn't have enough to tell you, hey, man, my pants are making fun of me. They don't fit me. I'm growing too much. You know, stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's like, I, parents sometimes lack perspective too. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying my parents were I'm, I'm not bashing on them because everyone has their blind no, of course not. everyone has their their, their blind spots yeah. but un- understanding that it's like you, you got to it's not only just asking your kid you have to pay attention it's like thousand percent it's like oh how was your day you know but truly ask hey how was your day and be interested don't listen. just ask yeah I only got asked how my day was when something was off <laughs> Something I remember when the, when the teachers called yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my mom was in a how's your day, uh, you know, but kind of like your mom, Albert. My mom's not affectionate at all. You you don't get a hug. You don't get I love you. You get none of that. You get told I love you and a hug on your birthday, and you get a hug for New Year's, and that's it. But there's no growing up in that. You know, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I would bring in these great report cards. Cool. Can you go wash, take out the trash, please? I was like, dude, but I worked really hard for this. Yeah, whatever. So my mom was affectionate. Yeah. But she didn't know how to say good job Mm, on certain stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. You know, so I I think um, sometimes they, they don't know how to say it or they don't. They're not aware. Yeah. Or, they, or it's understood. parents didn't tell them. Exactly. Or it's understood. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Dude, why did we all just start talking about our parents, man? <laughs> Turn <laughs> into a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think it's important to understand the, the trickle effects of, of stress. Because I think the way we stressed out when we were young definitely affects us yeah. as, we, as we get older. Because growing up with no money made me not stress out about money ever. Wow. To me, money is uh, whatever. I may not have it, but learning to... Um, it's going to be fine. I'm going to make it with or without money. I'm going to eat with or without money because I've ate with very little money, but I've ate with a lot of money. And I've... So it... it and it does the opposite because there's people who makes it you know it does yeah, the opposite effect that's for me right there yeah absolutely yeah for us it was I mean I saw their struggle right my my parents did a good job at maybe not hiding it so much but I knew they were struggling but they didn't I guess the pass it down to me mm, okay right yeah. so they would sacrifice themselves to give me what I need yeah. if that makes sense right um but I saw that, like you guys are saying, like you saw them struggle and you didn't want to be an additional burden for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So now as an adult, right, as I've 
you know, reach for, you know, my career choices and getting to where I want to be. It's all to be in a place that is nothing like where my parents were. Right. I don't want to struggle the way they struggled. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to have to tell my kids, Hey, we can't get this this week because I didn't get paid X amount of hours. Right. Or I can't get you that PlayStation. Right. Not to say I'm going to get a married PlayStation. I can't get you that PlayStation. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy, Pablo. I can't get you that because, you know, we just can't afford it. Right. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, it's it's two-sided, right? Because I learned two things. I learned the value of what the dollar bill is. And I also learned that, you know, everything you get isn't really that important. Because I had cousins that got everything, right? I had a little cousin that I grew up with. He got every game system that came out for Nintendo as soon as they came out. Right. And that's where I played my games. I didn't have any. I didn't get a PlayStation until I think I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe a little, maybe a little sooner than that. Yeah. But it came out of my birthday money. Right, it didn't come from my parents. So that instilled a drive for me to be able to provide, mm-hmm. right, and really take advantage of the opportunities that were handed to me to become that person. Right, right? and the expectation was set. Hey, you know, my not that they forced me to be where I am, but they held me at a in a pedestal into a certain standard. Hey, you can reach this. Yeah. And we want you to reach it. Right. Yeah. All right, Pablo. So uh, um, th- thanks again for taking the time to discuss the topic of stress here and um, for coming on our uh, podcast. So with that, we, we give you the honors to, to end it with the final thought. What do you have for us? The honors, man. Take us home. Yeah, so, I mean, we t- German touched on this a little bit. You know, one, one thing I'd really like to touch on is, um, you know, we had this discussion or kind of our planification on this on Thursday. We talked about uh, one of the huge stresses uh, for myself is, um, you know, my parents, right? And their, I guess, retirement years, if you will, and how I'm going to care for them and, you know, the stress that that takes on for me is sometimes, you know, can bring me to tears. That's not the part I want to discuss. So what I want to touch on is, you know, how much faith, you know, I'm a man of faith. I'm a Christian guy. And, you know, how much what German discussed, right, really sitting down and, and praying. And these things that you can't control, you know, how much faith has helped to manage that stress. Right. Because I can linger on it and think about, you know, one day my parents aren't going to have a place to live. One day they're not going to have enough money to live on their own. Um, what's going to happen when they're critically ill or when they're ill and can't get around by themselves, right? And that stuff can just, you know, leave you sleepless. But I found that, you know, taking my faith and, you know, really casting my burdens upon the Lord, like the word says, you know, has helped me. And now I feel for the people who don't have that because it's such a huge burden. Right. I know not everyone has the burden of having to take care of your parents. And for me, I mean, this may be maybe not taking this. this uh, maybe not everyone will agree with me. <clears throat> but as an only child, right, I don't have someone I can lean on this with. Mm-hmm. Right? The burdens for myself only. Yeah. And so my faith has really been something that has helped me carry this, carry this load, carry the yoke. And really just leave it in God's hands when that day comes. So, you know, I encourage you guys, you know, cast your burdens upon the Lord and he will help you. He will help you carry them, right? And the most trivial to the ones you can 
you don't have a hand on. So that's my final thought. Yeah, I, I like that. I, at the end of the day, you know, when the lights go out, all those thoughts are on your head. The reality is you have no control, and that's all you can do is just give it, on, give it to God right. and have him take control, and he's your only hope. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Pablo, again for taking time out of your day, yeah, think, taking time out of Caleb's day. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's in good company right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, thank you guys for listening. Please don't forget to follow us at Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> at Podcast. Yeah. Please rate, review, subscribe. Five stars, five stars. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Yeah, see you guys. Canelo.